This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham, it is a Friday. I promise you it is. And we're still streaming live on that ESPN app. Got the number for the show, 844-SAY-ACCN. Everybody is accounted for. I promise you. Otto is here bright and early before anybody, looking like a million bucks. <laughs> he, he's, he is good to go. Everything, everything's working. Lights, cameras, servers. Oh. Everything. If it's not for Otto, we can't get off the ground. That's man. it. You're right. We cannot get off the hey, ground. The and boys neither are can Otto. Uh, that would be probably accurate too. But he's good. Yeah. Uh, Captain Ron's ready to roll. He's working on uh, drone administration. Drone, drone yeah. administration. As we speak, Robert. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Chester. He's sound asleep in the uh, Jim Phillips blanket. Roger Goodell chair. Fuller, leaning up against you, loaded up with uh, sulfur biscuits from this morning. No. Yeah. Great. Good morning. Welcome. <laughs> We got a busy show now. We do. I mean, we got a really busy show. Uh, eight o'clock hours packed. Nine o'clock hours packed. We got legends. We got uh, terrific student athletes going to join us. Uh, we've got coaches. It'll be a, it'll be a fast moving Friday. So there we go. Like and it. a big night, big Thursday night. We had a lot going on. We had two lacrosse games here on ACC Network. We had a softball game on ESPN2 involving the ACC. Walk-off up... game last night in tally. Oh, man. Kaylee Harding. I mean, congratulations. Have a night. And we had a woodshed in our primetime lacrosse game yeah. last night. Thought it would be a little more competitive, West Durham. Yeah. I really did. Well, maybe we started Dorrance Field last night in Chapel Hill. Number one, North Carolina. Went on a 16-0 run. That'll normally do it. And beat Duke 18-4 last night. In Chapel Hill. And uh, Jenny Levy's team, it was 2-2 early, Pack. Yeah, then Duke goes uh, 41 and a half minutes and says, uh, we're not going to score. And I tell you what, North Carolina put it on Duke last night. They beat him for the 13th consecutive time. And for the Tar Heels, that is now 41 consecutive yeah. regular season wins. Four, impressive. Four goals, three assists for Jenny Ortega. So clearly got the Packer and Durham bump. No doubt. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Keep telling you, you come on the show, whether it be game day or not, doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, she has 436 career points, needs just 10 more now to become the ACC's career leader and past Jen Adams of Maryland, who had 445 from 1998 to 2001. Carolina held Duke, you said 41-38, 16-0 run, turned a 2-2 tie into a 18-2 lead, basically. North Carolina's senior class, 76-9. Mm. and nine. That ain't good? That'll work. Seriously, that ain't good? That's decent math. That's it? pretty strong. Um, let's, uh, let's hear from Jenny Levy after the game with Dana Boyle. Jenny, congratulations on the win. I know it was senior night, a lot of emotions, and you got a lot of new faces on the field. What does that mean to you? I mean, first of all, like our, our field crew who makes this beautiful facility, like just unbelievable night. Um, really happy for our seniors and for our whole team who works hard all the time. You know, kids who don't always get to play, really happy to get some of those guys in and just celebrate their hard work. So just an overall great night here. 
I know we always talk about the offense, but to me, the defense really stood out in that game. What does it mean to hold Duke to so few goals when they're top scoring in the nation? Yeah, they're a great team. They put a lot of pressure on on defenses, and they've got multiple threats. And I just thought our ki our players just did a great job playing as a unit um, and really making intelligent lacrosse plays consistently, um, which really gave Duke some problems. But um, you know, overall, it was a great test for us, and and I thought we did a good job. So, how does this set you up for the ACC tournament next week? I think, I, I mean, I, I think it will give us some confidence, not, you know, just some reassurance of, like, the stuff that we do in practice that's hard work and repetitive and, and we're on them for, for details. It, it reinforces that they do actually work. Um, but the ACC tournament is going to be an unbelievable battle. There's so many good teams. There's so many well-coached teams. Um, so, you know, we're headed all to South Bend for the first time ever. Uh, so that's really exciting. And... Um, you know, it's, it starts back 0-0 after, after this weekend for all the ACC teams. Everyone gets a clean slate to start over. And so there's nothing, there's nothing guaranteed, and it's all got to be earned. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations on the win. Yeah, there you go. Cranking up that James Taylor in the background. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. He's an alum? Yeah, well, no question. Dad used to be in the medical school. That's it's Dr. Right. Taylor's son. That's exactly right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, North Carolina's awfully good. League's good, man. BC's good. And I know Duke didn't have their best night last night. Right. And, uh, they'll bounce back. But between Boston College and Duke, North Carolina, they're loaded. Really yeah. good. Um, on the men's side last night, uh, the 6 o'clock game on ACC Network, Notre Dame locked down Carolina. I mean, I, there are no two ways about it. Anish Roth and uh, – Quinkastic were on the call. It was a defensive job by Notre Dame. Uh, in particular, Chris Gray got got a score, but on the whole, it was a lockdown pack. Now, Notre Dame is the one team. Remember Paul Carcaterra a couple weeks ago said, hey, be careful with the Irish. Right. They are starting to get their act together. We had Coach Corrigan on here. He felt pretty good about right. it. You know, they talked about their schedule, getting some time off, fresh mm -hmm. legs coming down the stretch. Uh, North Carolina's having really difficult time scoring. I mean, yep. Virginia shut them out, basically. Notre Dame did the same thing last night. Uh, so the Heels have some work to do on that front. But for Notre Dame, that is a dangerous team as we look forward to the oh, ACC. Yeah. No question. Um, all right. Virginia's women's lacrosse team beat Virginia Tech last night, 18-11. Uh, that's in the Commonwealth Clash. Ashland McGovern, six goals last night for the Cavaliers. Yowza. There you know go. what? Every time I see highlights from Blacksburg and you see that hokey stone. In the end zone. It's, it's a cool, cool look, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, I, and I'll just say this. For folks in the ACC fans, uh, if you've never been to Blacksburg, yep. make, make a road trip. Sure, I mean, you're talking not? about a beautiful campus and the architecture is great, but that hokey stone is really cool. Yeah. And we've uh, got some here too, by the way. That's right. Uh, Hokies, by the way, were held scoreless for 13 minutes in the second half as the Cavaliers posted the victory. So – we tidied up the lacrosse for you last night. Now let's get to the uh, softball action. Uh, it's a good one. It's a heck of a game now. I mean, it was 2 nothing Clemson. Then it was 2-2. And then Sydney Sherrill. Uh, Gets the, the Packer and Durham bump. Yes, she did. Oh, you, even by phone, Sydney, we can take care of you. Uh, Clemson got an early home run. Uh, boy, great defensive play. There's Sydney. Look at that. What a play. No kidding. Um, so the, uh, you know what she said right after she threw it? Hmm. Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham bump. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, Kaylee Harding. That's, that's the two run Homer that, uh, 
tied together, put them in front, rather, I should say. How quick did that get out? Laser shot. And then the game winner. looked like Trey Cunningham running the 60-meter uh, hurdles, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. That was quick. And then Kaylee Harding polishes off a great night with the single through the left side to give Florida State the 5-4. Uh, Sidney Sherrill, one for three, had a double, two RBIs, great defensive play, and again, whispered backer. The bump is legit. The, just telling you. The Valerie Cagle Cat Sandercock pitching matchup had moments, but it was not the dominant piece that that sometimes we see right. out of either pitcher. Right. Well, Cagle gave up what four, and none of them were earned. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Struck know, out five, I think. These are two really good clubs. Listen, Florida State's been the standard, but right now they're playing a little catch up because the Hokies are hot. Duke's the defending ACC champs. Clemson's yeah. in the top twenty. Uh, the ACC tournament for softball will be out of sight. Yeah. It'll be excellent. In Pittsburgh, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. There's a moment here we got to show you. Beth Mowens recorded this on Twitter and showed Ed Davis last night <laughs> in, in the stands. Here's the picture that Beth posted on Twitter. Cassidy Davis was a great player at Florida State. And Ed's shirt, I never dreamed I'd be a sexy softball dad, but here I am killing it. <laughs> You got to love it, right? Ed. My man, Ed. I've never met Ed. Ed'd be right okay with us, I think. Yeah, though, I think Ed fit right in with us. I think Ed'd be a do, do a basement visit if he ever had day off. <laughs> the only thing missing with Ed, he has, his seats were too good. He'd got to be out there in the outfield with us. Yeah. At least so, with me. You'd, you'd anyway. be up there in the booth. One oh, of those prime seats. I'd like a good Air look. conditioning. Get a good look. Catering. Yeah. Parking. I'd be out there. Their in parking the, is the part, yeah. Hell, I'd be out there in the uh, outfield. Would so, you? Something with some smoker. I'd be out there with me. Back of a pickup truck. I don't see truck. that in Tallahassee. Hey, need, hey, you need, hey, you got to have smoke. It's soft. Yes. Huh? You got to have smoke at a baseball game or a softball yeah. game. How could you not? I'm you got to have something grilling. I hear you. Are you, are you sure you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm hearing you. All right. I got you. Because if you don't have smoke, I'm with you. if you don't have smoke, mm-hmm. At a baseball game or softball game, you're you're not top shelf yeah. as far as I'm concerned. All right. In case you missed Tony Elliott from Are yesterday. Are you buying that story? Yes, I'm hearing you. I'm with you on the smoke concept. I, I feel like I'm getting dissed on you're that. You're not getting dissed. I'm with you on the smoke. Totally. So when you're watching highlights of a baseball game. You want to see the smoke I'm billowing about, over the I'm outfield. talking about college. Yeah. I'm not talking about the major league Clemson, baseball. right field. Any, any legit. Baseball. Left field at Mississippi State back in the Any day. Any legitimate college baseball or softball game should have smoke. Georgia Tech off the third baseline. NC State off the first baseline. And the best time is when the wind's blowing. You got smoke. Yeah. That's when it's really cool. Yeah. That's when you know you're at a legitimate That's right. home for baseball or softball. If you got smoke. That's it. Well, to put that on a shirt. If you got smoke. You got to have smoke. All right. By the way. Speaking of T-shirts. I know. I see you wearing the ACC Unite. Can I say something real quick? Sure. They sent these to us about a year ago. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. They sent the first ones more than a year ago. Yeah. Well, this this is the only one I got. Right. Yeah. All right. I couldn't wear this when they sent it. That's right. Wellness walk. The wellness walk. So I I would literally hang it up behind. Like I was sitting on your side. I'd hang Mm -hmm. it up back there. Right. Sure. So I was like, you know what? We've been doing uh, the Unity Week interviews all week, and the student athletes have been fantastic. Yeah. They've been awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, as I was getting dressed this morning after showering and shaving, so it's a top shelf show for me. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I saw this. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear it this today. But I, and I was like, oh, I can't because I can't fit into it. Well, I put it on. Yeah, Dude. Fit right into like it. Like a glove. Yeah. Like a stinking glove. It almost looks too big for you. Uh, it's not quite. 
And if it is, you know what we need? Huh? Smoke. Smoke. Yeah, there you go. Get some smoke, man. Hey, uh, side note on Ed Davis. My buddy Barry Wilson, former Florida State football player, just texted me and said Ed Davis played football at Miami. Ooh. I need more reason to get it. How about that? So he, uh, we need to get him on the show. Yeah, maybe so. Big old sexy softball dad. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. The shirt. There's nothing wrong with uh, that. All right, big show. Lots going on here. Bottom of the hour, Tony Elliott, if you missed it yesterday, live from practice, he set a standard. Cutting Tony edge. Elliott came right out of the gate and set a standard. He did. Ahead of the uh, Virginia spring game tomorrow at four here on ACC There's Network. 13 other ACC football coaches that they have never went, done that. They just went, golly, Pete. Elliott, he just said, hey, boys, yep. I haven't lost a game as a head coach. And I've done something that not a single coach he, in this league has done in football, and he, that is go live on Packer and Durham during a practice. And he also kind of went up over the top of Dabo, so that'll be interesting. Well, to see that he response. won up them. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, Eight o'clock hour is a busy one. Deanna Gump will be here, the head softball coach at Notre Dame. They're having a great year. Yep. Uh, Mike Gambino of Boston College will be here. Uh, the Pete Frady's uh, ALS game is this weekend. Yep. Um, and then Jerry York who recently retired, the legendary hockey coach at Boston College will be here. And you say, well, wait a second. ACC doesn't have hockey. You're right. But we support those institutions that do, Pack, right? Boston College hockey is the only hockey team that we acknowledge. Now, we acknowledge Notre Dame. They're not in the league. Have we had the Notre Dame coach on? They're actually in the Big Ten for hockey. That's even more reason we're not going to do No, it. we've not had the coach. Have we acknowledged Notre Dame hockey? We've said they exist. We, yeah, but have we acknowledged them on the uh, show with a guest? Technically, probably not, no. Uh, can I, no, not technically. No, the we have No, the we have not. No, we have not, yes. We have not. Have we acknowledged Jerry York on the show All before? the time. You has know he, why? He's fabulous. And he loves Chester and Ford. Well, there you go. He has sent treats to the boys. Yeah. That's what quality dude this guy is. And you got a sweater. I'm going to wear it. You're going to Diana Ross me. You're going to go change costumes during gonna, the concert. I'm going to wear it during the interview. There we go. The BC Eagles sweater, which is one of the coolest things we've received. Actually, it's it's more along the lines of Jeff Collins. You're going to change for a segment. You're going to for go a through. segment. Yeah. One only. So Jerry York will be here at 845. We're excited to talk with the coach who recently announced his retirement. Uh, 9 o'clock hour, uh, 915, our Unity Week guests continue, and we conclude with the Barnett's. 20. Haley mm -hmm. is a rower at the University of Virginia, My and uh, Myla is women's lacrosse. And uh, the new rowing rankings are coming out today, too. The Packer rowing rankings. The Pac-Man top they 10 will, rowing They rankings. will be here at 745 this morning. With a new number 10. There's a new number 10 this week. Also, the national leader in home runs, Kevin Parada. Of Georgia Tech will join us at 9.30 this morning. Well, he's, he had a year. Woo! Yeah. Dude's raking it. So all that, all of that. But when we come back, buckle up. Because Packer gets to hear me tell him what the NCAA Football Rules Oversight Panel has approved. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. The NCAA football playing rules oversight panel. Stop. Crank the ACDC back up. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. They have approved football measures intended to strengthen the accuracy of the targeting rule. Oh, there's a good idea. 
I mean, we've butchered the targeting rule to the point it's so subjective that uh, no matter what league you're talking about, from half to half, they can't be consistent with it. So let's go ahead and make it more complex. All right. That's a really great idea. Let me, let me tell you, I told you all going to break, this was going to get him. Because replays involved too. Oh, let's let's please. All of the replay. following rules changes will take effect for 2022. Okay, hit me. In games that have instant replay, which is every game known to man, and why the game. When a targeting wrong. foul occurs in the second half, the carryover penalty of sitting out the first half of that player's next game will be eligible for further appeal. Oh, there's a good idea. So. While we delay the game 15 to 20 minutes, let's delay the next week and have an appeal. I suggest the NCAA have a subcommittee meeting. It's like 10 of them. People bring croissants and Wait, donuts. Wait, I'm not even telling coffee. you how it's happened we, yet. And then we're going to look at the same, the same tape and go, well, I'm not sure. Wait. And that's, we're going to say, well, you know what? Let's get back tomorrow and have another subcommittee meeting and discuss whether Joey Jones – should be playing this week for Roast Beef A&M. Okay. Come on with this. The process will begin with the conference submitting a request to the NCAA's National Coordinator of Officials. That is a gentleman of the highest order in Steve Shaw. He's excellent, he by the way. He is excellent. I mean, and, and coming from me, that's saying something. He, he is when tremendous. He, he left the field, college football got worse. Amen. That's all I'm saying. 100% right. He left the field, college football got worse. Um who would review the video of the play. If it's obvious that a player was incorrectly penalized for targeting, the call would be overturned and the player would be cleared to play the first half of the next game. Stop right there. If it was obvious, you wouldn't be doing this. Okay. Just listen to what I just said. I'm hearing you. If, biggest word in sports, if it was obvious, we wouldn't have this process. If it was obvious, you wouldn't have screwed up the call in the first place. That's it. And we could have got on with the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. Do you hear a word I'm, I'm saying? I'm totally agreeing with you on all this. All right. I'm I'm listening and I'm agreeing with you. All right. Now you ready for the next part? Oh yeah, I can't wait. Remember the injuries, the injuries that occur? I gave you the solution. To address teams that are awarded an injury timeout through deceptive action, panel members approved a reporting and investigation process. Oh, there we go. How how come the words NCAA and investigation. Everybody just goes, ugh, right. Schools and conferences will be able to report questionable scenarios to the national coordinator of officials. Again, Steve Shaw. Well, given the fact that LSU's been cheating for five years and we still don't have a penalty on Will Wade's crowd down there, <laughs> how long could the investigation take We're gonna, to determine whether somebody what. hit targeting on a Saturday? I'm gonna We're have, gonna get back to you when this guy finally retires have, from his hey, real life job. I'm gonna have faith in Steve Shaw. I do too, uh, but this is a terrible. He the will process review and provide feedback to the conference for further action. Any penalties levied would be up to the conference office or school involved. Give me a break. All right, now blocking below the waist. Oh yeah, we got to get into that. The panel approved a proposal to improve safety and simplify the rules governing there blocking below the waist and allow blocking below the waist only by linemen and stationary backs inside the tackle box. Good idea. Outside the tackle box on scrimmage plays below the waist will be prohibited. Uh, all right, other rule changes. The Kenny Pickett. Can set a rule to have no more rule changes? Can that be a rule? Just ask it. All right, the Kenny Pickett rule is in effect. If a ball carrier simula simulates a feet first slide, officials will declare the runner down at the spot. Okay? 
So he would have been down at the 40. Dude, that was such a great play. Man. Right. I, I mean, come on. Okay. It's a great play. It was an awesome play. It was play. a great play. And it was smart. And Nick Anderson. It was a total fake out. <laughs> came to man. a complete it was a great stop. Play. It's like the guy on the basketball court who hesitate the hezzy. Well, here's all I'm going to tell you about that highlight right there. Yeah. I hope we see more of that right there. Kenny Pickett at Bank of America Stop. Stadium okay. making plays. Let me finish the last piece here. Uh, defensive holding is going to remain a 10-yard penalty. Oh, thank God we had that conversation. But, but now we'll always carry an automatic first down. First down. Let's yep. move the clock. I mean, you complaining this week about how long baseball games are, and here you are reading all this nonsense to make the game longer in college football, and yet you don't complain at all. Where's your consistency, Drew? Drew. Where's your Drew Brooks consistency? Is, Drew Brooks is our uh, chief producer of this fine program. It got nothing to do with what I just said. Drew, asked. I'd like to get Steve Shaw on the show at some point. That's fine, but that has nothing to do with what I'm getting on your case about. I, I Where would, are you complaining about, man, this is going to draw out the game? Well, I will agree now, and I this is where Steve and I differ. Oh. He has, he has done everything, I think, to expedite the review process at least from a structure standpoint. The problem is it's not carried over to the game field. Okay, so what are we doing well, then? Well, we, we got to find a central command concept and get this thing going. How about they just let me make the call from the comfort of my couch? Because let me tell you something. You know, I'm, they got a league out there now where fans pick plays. I can make a call in 10 seconds. I know you, you give could. me the right replay, and yeah. I will save you 10 minutes every time these guys right. go underneath the hood. Yeah. I'm with you. He's out of bounds. Let's go. Second and three. Right. No more complaining. I'm with Coach, you. I don't want to hear from you or yeah. you. Next play. Let's go. I got you. Right, come on. That whole targeting thing, that is terrible. We're going to have an investigation now? Yeah. We're going to have an, an, a, a process, an appeal process? Yeah. Oh, crying out loud. Make, here's an idea. Let's get rid of the, let's get rid of the rule. And, and let's just make a call. I'm not debating you on that. I'm with you. How about that concept? Yeah, how about it? How hard is that? You, these officials, it's a hard job. I'm yeah. not, hey, I'm not ripping the refs. It is a hard gig, man. These student-athletes now, bigger, faster, stronger than ever before. It's a bang-bang play. Yeah. Make a call. That's right. You, you don't, don't feel like you've got the safety net of, hey, I'm not sure. Let's throw a flag. Let's have a 10-minute conversation. <laughs> hey, anybody order lunch? Uh, There's going to be an appeal process. Forget all that. Make a stinking call and let's go. I'll be interested to see, and this is one of the questions I would have for Steve, what is his understanding or estimation of the turnaround time on these appeals? Like, for Two, instance. Two, three years? No. I mean, if the flag is thrown on Saturday, is it a Monday situation? Is it Monday that a coach knows? Oh, Sunday Wes. a coach knows? Wes. It's Just an saying. NCAA appeal. How quick do you yeah, think see, they can get to I that? I think college football is going to move a little faster because this is we're over here on this side of the house. We're not over here having the donuts and the corner office meetings. I mean, I think how many I think schools, it'll be a more. How many schools are being investigated right no, now? No, 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 Pac. You're taking enforcement when it's this is rules and administration of the game. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. I think that and, they'll. And how I long think, are college football games now? Three and a half usually. And they could be even longer? They are And aren't longer. you the same guy that told me these games should be done in three hours? They could be. And, and why is that? Well, because if you went to the NFL clock. No, we don't go to the NFL clock. But why is the college game too long? Because of the stops. 
I rest my case. You, I mean, you're there. Judge, I'm done. <clears throat> I'd like to talk to Steve Shaw only to find out how, what his understanding is of how fast they can rule on the appeal. Like, if it happens on Saturday, does the coach of the school know by Monday at lunch? Does he know Sunday? Don't, hey, don't look at me. I know. I think the whole thing's stupid. All right. Let me, get, let me give you one more thing here before we go to break. And Tony Elliott on the other side here. Mark Slayball has uh, released his preseason top 25. Go ahead. I'm listening. And Mark Slayball's preseason – there's no drums, by the way, going. Um, Mark Slayball's preseason top 25 at number seven – the NC State Wolfpack. Hmm. That's going to be like thunder. How about that? Hey, where is Miami, Mark Slayball? They're not. Huh? They're not. What, you mean to tell me you think there's 25 teams in America better than the Miami Hurricanes? That's I'm what he's say, telling you right now. I am going to call BS on this list. All right. Not that those teams that are up there should be ranked. But you cannot convince me in a million years that the Miami Hurricanes are not one of the 25 best teams in America. But I'm sure there's like 11 SEC teams in there, right? I don't know. I just saw the five AC, uh, the four ACC teams. I, I bet teams. there's seven or eight. Well, I'll have to look at it. Yeah, I'll go take a look I've at it. I've already looked at it. And there's seven or eight? I wouldn't have brought it up if there wasn't. State is seven. Clemson, 11. Pitt, 15. Wake, 17. You know what's more embarrassing about all this stuff? And I, well, I like Schleyball, right? We love him. Schleyball, good man. Tremendous guy. Friend for years. Uh, but you know what's ironic about all this? What's that? When I looked at that list, this is the set, This is part two of the way too early. Keep okay. in mind, this is the 2.0. Right. He had a team like Utah moved up three spots. Utah moved up from seven to number four. Okay. Well, how does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Was there? A, did we have an appeal? Did, did we have a? a do we get a little get together? Hey, NCAA. I heard Utah looked really good in their spring game. Let's Steve bump Shaw. them up three spots. Steve Shaw. Yeah. Come on. Got it going. Hey, if you're an NC State fan, though, get ready for it because tag, you're the one. Oh, State now, I'm going to tell you. You know what's weird about this? The roles are reversed. In Carolina from a year ago. But NC State fans, you've always talked about this. Wolfpack Nation, listen to me. Man, North Carolina. Media loves North Carolina. North Carolina always getting all the hype. Football, basketball, baseball, women's soccer, what? Hey, NC State, guess what? Tag, you are it. For the next four months, May, June, July, August, yep. NC State's going to be the team that's going to get a ton of preseason love. And Mark Slayball is leading the parade. There we go. Top 10 Wolfpack, number seven in the land. There you go. How about that? All right. When they we, are going to be good. They are going to be good. And if they deliver on this. Well, Pac Nation's been waiting for been it, waiting. brother. 1979, last time they got the belt. All right. Looking to win that bad boy as we speak. Tony Elliott's precedent-setting visit to Packer and Durham yesterday. In case you missed it next. Yep. Live to practice, and he's got a boxing glove on a stick. I need one of those. I know you do. You want one for here. Need that for the NCAA investigation. There we go. We'll come back more in case you missed it with the coach of the Cavaliers next on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham.
I guess we start with Tony Elliott the oh, way we hey, here's an idea. The way we start with uh most of these guys, especially when they're first time head coaches. Hey, what's it like being the head coach now, huh? Sitting in that big chair? Oh, no, I, hey, let me tell you something. Uh it's it's not, trust me. Uh I, I gotta I gotta talk to Coach Sweeney now. He he told me uh he gave me some tips, but he didn't tell me everything. I guess he said there's some things I gotta learn on my own, huh? Well, Tony, let me tell you something. Uh, if Dabo's watching right now, uh, you're doing something that he never did. I, I don't want to hear about <laughs> college football playoff appearances or pizza parties or multiple national championships. We've never had Dabo Sweeney live during a practice, so this is cutting-edge stuff you're giving us right now. And by the way, I could use one of those sticks for the basement, what, you, what you're leaning on right hey, now. Hey, I, I could yes, use sir, one of those. Little boxing glove on the end. We got one that we're getting made with a helmet on the end. Hey, you got to be creative now. I like that. Oh, oh, oh I'm about to take out my camera, lady. Come <laughs> 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 on, let's step over here. So we got some drills going. Okay. All right. Tell me what's going on here. Doing good though. Yeah. Tell us. Tell me what we're watching right now. What are you working on? All right. So right now, this is uh, this is the last practice before the spring game, and so you know we're structured with uh, we can only have three shorts practice. So I saved the. Uh, the source practice is mostly fundamentals. So the first probably 45 minutes will be fundamentals. We're working individual drills. What you just saw was ball security. So on offense, we do a ball security circuit. We take all of the skill guys on offense and we put them through three stations, really just emphasizing the importance of ball security, trying to create some of the awkward body positions that you get in in the course of a game. Just recreate that so we can develop that muscle memory. Now all the position groups are with their, uh, with their individual coaches. And if you look over here, uh, I'll step this way kind of in the background. You see the wideouts down there. They're working on their stance and start. we got the running backs and the, uh, and the quarterbacks working on their mesh exchange. we got the tight ends over here working on their, uh, their blocking fundamentals. And then we got the big fellas on the offensive line working on their blocking fundamentals. And then over here on the other side on, on field number three in the white jerseys, that's our defense. And they're all broken up. They're actually doing a tackling circuit. So they, spend, they spend several periods uh, each practice just really working on the fundamentals of tackling the transition to your leadership and your administration because that's one of the things in our visit Roddy and I and Kelsey had with you the other day it sounds like in terms of transitions you're taking over a program that has been successful and it feels like and and certainly you can speak to it better than anybody else it feels like the transition from what Bronco Mendenhall built to what you've inherited has gone about as well as any transition I can think of of a first-year coach I'd agree with that and um you know, I'm very, very gracious to Coach Mendenhall for, for spending time. So I, so when I got the job, the first thing I did was address the team and uh, gave them kind of my direction, my vision for the program. And then I stepped back and said, hey, you guys are, are back with Coach Bronco and the staff, and let's go finish the bowl, uh, the bowl game, and I'm just going to observe. And during that uh, week and a half, two weeks of preparation, uh, Coach Mendenhall spent some time with me on a daily basis and just allowed me to ask any questions, and he was an open book. And so, uh, as I said when we, we talked before, the – the situation here with the transition is not typical. It wasn't a situation where the uh, administration wanted to make a change. It was just time for Bronco to move on. So uh, the program was in, was in solid shape uh, uh, where he left it. Now, it was uh, an opportunity for me to come in and kind of bring that championship uh, mindset and culture uh, to build upon what, uh, what Coach Mendenhall had already established here over the last six years. Tony, I can't wait to see what you come up with because I know you got a guy that can sling it at quarterback. And, man, do you have some weapons to play with now. Listen, I, I know you were blessed at Clemson with all that stuff, but you're going to roll into Charlottesville, look around and go, guess what? We can do some really cool, creative things here. Right. I think it, for, first and foremost, we have to, uh, to establish the, uh, the mindset that we had on offense of being a balanced attack. You know, I think last year they may have gotten away from, from uh, running the football. 
And uh, my background, uh, if you, over the years, I've always wanted to run the football uh, when we needed to, when we wanted to, and, and be success, uh, be effective in the uh, critical situations when you have to run the ball. And so that's where we're starting is just developing that mindset. And I think that's going to carry over to the defensive side of the ball too. Uh, when you can run the ball on offense, it just sets the tempo uh, for everything that you do from a program standpoint. And then from there, it sets up all the opportunities in the passing game. So I think Brennan's uh, really, really taking a hold of what we're doing on offense. It's a little bit different. Uh, there's a lot more uh, variety of what we're doing, uh, a lot more different elements, some under center, some more play pass, some more uh, some more gap scheme, uh, RPO type of stuff. Uh, so it's a little bit new for him, but he's really, really embracing it. And it gives him a little bit more control uh, than, than he may have had in the past. So he's excited. Uh, I'm excited about the skill guys. As you saw, the biggest uh, thing for us is we got to do a great job as a coaching staff of, of getting uh, enough guys ready on the offensive line to give us competitive depth to be able to allow the skill guys to do what they do. In the spring, as far as personnel or maybe something else, uh, even in becoming just the head coach that you could tell us about? Right. Those two those two guys that you see in the background, I see big uh, Justice Johnson uh, and Noah Josie, two of them offensive linemen, young guys. I was pleasantly surprised with, uh, with how quickly they uh, – uh, they started to show progress. Um, you know, uh, Brendan. You know what? What I what I realized being around Brendan is, man, he's got that moxie. He's got that. He's got that juice to him. He's got the arm talent. There's no question about that. But he's a competitor, and he prepares like a pro. And then defensively, what what has been the biggest? Uh, 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 I guess uh, not not surprise, but but thing that's pleased me is how quickly the defense has created an identity for themselves. You know, uh, last year was tough on them. Uh, they, they took a lot of they took a lot of uh, heat in the media. They took a lot of heat uh, around grounds. But these guys are playing with a swagger, playing with a confidence, and hopefully that will translate to some success once we get to the fall. All right. Now, what is your main goal? That's our last question. What's the what's your number one priority on Saturday afternoon? When Roddy and Kelsey and I are there, I know you want to simulate as much as possible of a game atmosphere for this group, right? No doubt. Definitely want because, you know, in college football, we don't get any preseason games. So this is going to be my first opportunity and the staff's first opportunity to see how guys are going to uh, to react once guys or coaches are off the field, okay, and it's live bullets. It's a little bit of atmosphere. There's fans in the stands, so I want to see that. I want to see if the guys will will translate the, the practice habits that we've been talking about, the little things, uh, hustling to the ball, getting on and off the field, uh, getting on the field with the, with the, with the purpose, um, just playing with great effort and, and, and trying to, uh, to apply the technique that we've been working on. So not necessarily worried about the score, not necessarily worried about, uh, you know, the, the big plays or anything like that. I just want to see guys go compete uh, and really, really uh, demonstrate the little things that I believe are important to establishing the foundation of the culture we want to build here at the University of Virginia. Good man, Tony Elliott. Class act, boy. Good guy. First class, no doubt. All right, you want to see the car? Yeah, show everybody how this all works. All right, first of all, uh, shout out to my man, Tony Britt. He builds these charts to help us get started. But you see a lot What's of highlights. charge for this, by the way? Uh, Tony charges, uh, I don't know, it's a corporate thing. Company picks up the tab. What company? At Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Who is that? ESPN. Oh. So here's the way the chart looks, and this is the offensive side. And in spring games, what you end up doing here is you got blue and white on this. And so anybody highlighting red, like if you see uh, over here is Billy Kemp, and he's in red because Billy Kemp's not going to play. So anybody in red is highlighted out. And then you make some notes along the way, and there's some notes from their season gone past. And if then, you're highlighted in purple, <clears throat> it means you can't play dead in a cowboy movie, right? Well, nobody's in purple. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Virginia's got some talent. Uh, the guys in, in yellow, to me, are guys that are, number one, factors. If you see a guy in uh, – 
uh, the uh, I will point out the uh, guys that are in uh, green here: Jonathan Leach and Charlie Patterson, for example. Faustin, Brennan Armstrong, Paris Jones. They're going to play for both teams tomorrow, so they're in green. And the reason I mention that is when you flip it over to defense, there's more green there too. That just shows you what he was talking about with some of their uh, some of their stuff tomorrow. So shout out Tony. Tony getting a lot of time here for his system. Uh, but he builds it, and then you go in and handwrite notes in and things like that. So that's part of what – it's a little more evolved when we get to the regular season, but that's what a spring game chart looks Yeah, like. I just think that folks at home just assume that, oh, you guys just show up and do your thing, but it's a, there's a lot to it. A little bit more it, – it, spring games, I, I'll say this. I enjoy spring games. Uh, even though coaches are building their programs, they're a little more relaxed. They're not as grinding as it would be. It's like going to a practice round at a PGA Tour event. Yeah, and tomorrow, you know, we get Tony Elliott in the game. We get some insight. Last week, we had Dave Claw. Our crew had Dave Clawson, you know, during a drive, which was great. We had Sam Hartman during, what, three possessions. It was really good. That's the thing that I hope a lot of ACC fans have been able to take in as we go through this over the last three weeks and really since March when Georgia Tech and Syracuse kicked us off on that Thursday and Friday. Right, exactly. So, I, I thought that was important for folks to see that because, you know, how many times have we been asked about what's behind me and it's your dad's chart? Oh, yeah. And, and maybe yeah. I get out of the way so you can kind of see how it's evolved. Yeah, right? Just yeah, there's the – it's uh, the field hockey sticks. In, that's my dad's last chart from his last game. His last football game was a Music City Bowl, Carolina, Tennessee – and that's the Carolina board from the last game my dad did. So um, he would call this chart right here cheating <laughs> because he laid out everything by hand. That's all of his handwriting, notes in the margins, everything. It's, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And Karen Shelton keeps winning national titles. That's why we've got all the yeah, sticks we'll have to cover up. There. We're going to cover up all the cards with all the field hockey sticks. Yeah, well, we've got, you know, we so, got the space. All right, when we come back, update you on uh, Learfield standings. You probably don't know about the Learfield Cup. But it's pretty important. It also shows comprehensive sports success. And the ACC leads everybody in the Learfield standings. And oh, by the way, guess what else we have? Third edition of the Pac-Man's Rowing Rankings. Count on it. And a new number 10 this week. Great. A new number 10. Perfect. Next on Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Learfield Directors Cup is uh, awarded every year to the school that has the most comprehensive all sports program. It is a competitive deal. These are the current ACC teams in the Learfield Cup standings. Mm, that's strong. Look at there, kids. I mean, that is that's eight of the top forty, and that's really good. Now, let me say, there's a little method here in this. You got to have a lot of sports. If you don't have more than 25 or so, you really have a hard fight on your hands. I mean, unless your quality in every sport is I mean, is you got to be correct. Um, Dave Brain, who was the athletic director at Georgia Tech one time, Georgia Tech had less than 20 sports, still does. Uh, they finished in the top 40 with less than 20 sports, and it was like the highest they'd ever been. Uh, but that is a heck of a statement right there to have eight of the top 40. Notre Dame fourth, Carolina fifth, NC State ninth in the top 10 alone. Well, that's why schools like Stanford, before they made cuts uh, with the number of sports, they used to have like 35 sports. That's correct. And that's why you'd always see 
uh, Stanford. Stanford is the winner of this year's Learfield Cup. They owned it for, it seemed like, forever, but they also had 35 sports. Right. But it doesn't take away from the quality of what they're doing. But, again, congratulations to the eight ACC teams in the top 40. It's very impressive. The ACC, by the way, enters the spring, and we're still in the midst of the spring campaign, leading all conferences with five NCAA team titles. And it all started on a wet cold October day in South Bend, Indiana when the Chariot of Champions was little, driven. Little did we know. At the ACC Cross Country Championships where NC State took care of business and went on to win the first Not, of five and still counting national championships. More like riding than driving. That's true. Yeah. But that's where it all started, yeah. Wes. Cold, and it's interesting, wet South Bend, Indiana. It's interesting because you drove, you rode rather, for the women's Right. But the men, you did not. No, I did not. And therefore. Do you see the men up there? I the don't. National and I'm beginning to believe. Do you see believe... the women up there for the national championship? Yes, I do. Is you, yeah. Do you think there's a coincidence? I do, actually. You do. <clears throat> I think your presence. I, I would like to see the commissioner at some point acknowledge your presence for the kickoff of the national championship run this league has had this year. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. That's not who I am. But I do think that there has been some impact there. Uh, by the way, shout out to Amanda Perkowski. You know, because without Demand, Demand, who is yeah, Commissioner Phillips. First of all, you're not in South Bend without Demand. Exactly right. It was Demand there were nobody that invited me and said, hey, I bestow upon thee. And I said, I will be there. Yeah. And we did a show yeah, and it was, was terrible a, conditions. A bib for the deal. And, right yeah, there behind right, me. Yeah. It's all legit. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we look forward to the first Learfield Spring Cup standings those will be about mid-june and then the final standings in july yep what's college world series and the league's else. doing a nice job man all right uh let's hustle right along here kids because i know what you've been waiting for You're this waiting entire first hour every friday it is time version 3.0 that's it of the pac-man and i am so disappointed yet that graphics has not created something of you, you know, Photoshop you well, in a boat or something like that. It. Here yeah. we go. Pac-Man's top 10 rowing rankings. There are nine teams in the ACC. Does anybody acknowledge this nationally yet? Well, Vir- the University of Virginia did in week one. They, they put it in their notes? They uh, they appeared on the show. Oh. The coach said, thank you very much, Virginia. I keep telling you, who's in the H2O equal W? <laughs> Virginia right now, one. Duke, two. Cuse, three. Clemson, four. Notre Dame, five. Louisville, six. BC, seven. Miami, eight. North Carolina, nine. And a new number 10 (laughs) provoking Mike Tyson, who had just a few more votes than CNN Plus at the number 10 spot. There you have it. There's some highlights right there. And I'm going to guess we're looking at... uh... University of Virginia. Yeah. And uh, Haley Barnett. Is that we got Haley on the uh, in the boat? Let's see. I think we'll check it out. We'll ask Haley if that's yeah, there. I think that is Haley. There it is. Yeah. That's what Virginia does right there. It comes to got war. a lot of people on the rowing team, don't uh, we? The, the rowing team rocks. I am pro rowing, as you well know. I've jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. That boat since they won't let me on the We're boat. We're gonna see if Haley can get you some gear when she joins us at uh I'm at sure what kind of gear do you have for rowing? Why don't you have any wetsuit? By the way, it's a shell, not a boat. Shell? Okay, shell. whatever. We're Yacht. no longer. No, Dingy. no. Shell. Dingy. Yeah, we're in the shells. 
Okay. Whatever. And remember, it's rowing for the ladies. I learned something. Crew for it, the men. Because we started the rankings with the top 10 crew, right? And they're like, pack no, crews no. for the men. Oh, oh okay, crew is ahead. men only. Uh, rowing again, is women. I, I am a novice. I'm learning every week. That's what we're here for. So there it is. To learn. There's, there's your top 10 ACC style. Number ten is a number ten has been a volatile spot. If it's, you have not, it started with the Kansas City Jawhawks, not Jayhawks, Jawhawks, according to the screen. And then last week, you know, we got new ones, man. CNN Plus almost made the top ten. And if you don't know what provoking Mike Tyson is, watch it on video. It's that's a bad idea. That hey, I mean, really it just goes to idea. show you there's still people in this world that have not learned. How many beers would it take for you to provoke Mike Tyson? That cat. What? I mean, seriously, a couple hundred? I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? Leave the man alone Yeah. before he knocks you in the next week. All right. Um, eight o'clock hour. It's busy. Deanna Gump will be here at Notre Dame softball. Yeah. Mike Gambino, Boston College head baseball coach, ahead uh, of the uh, Pete Frady's uh, game. And Jerry York, the Hall of Fame head hockey coach of Boston College, who just announced his retirement this week. Great so we dude. got a busy, busy eight o'clock hour. And we're going to start it with the legendary one stat per game when we come back. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.